everybody. Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode number 85. My name is Gabe Estel. I'm here with my co-hosts, Dennis Levi Leach and Jonathan Getz. How's it going, fellas? Fantastic. Pretty good. Great. Glad to hear it. I'd like to welcome everybody back. Um, tonight, we've got a very special guest who was kind enough to share some time and some stories with us. She's uh, designed some iconic album covers, including Van Halen's 1984. Uh, she's worked with on album cover projects for Stevie Wonder, Rick James, the Doobie Brothers, Fleetwood Mac, and Legions more. So um, she's really uh, designed some great work. Uh, before we get into the interview with Margot Nehas, uh, Levi's going to share a little bit about how he uh, he linked up with, with Margot. Uh, so I'll go ahead and kick it over to Levi, who you can follow on Instagram, at Vinyl Beast, because that's really where the story has its origins. Go ahead, yeah. Levi. Yeah, um, I post a lot of photos of different records, album covers, art, things like that, and... Um... Margot had had randomly liked some of the pictures, uh, you know, throughout my my Instagram history, and uh, you know, one day I I happened to click on her profile and it brought it up, and up at the top it said Van Halen 1984 cover artist, and I was like, what? Like it blew my mind. It was like, what is this serious? And so, uh, yeah, well, I finally was like, I'm going to contact her and see if she would talk to us, and so. Uh, here we are. It was it was made to be. Yes. She's like she's like Top Jimmy was actually called Top Margot at first, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, so so I hope everybody enjoys this interview with Margot Nehas. I, I want to share some of the other work that she's done. Um, she was part of the design firm uh, with her husband and her brother-in-law and they've they designed uh some some of the the fonts and and the calligraphy and logos for a lot of really iconic works um including fleetwood max rumors uh they also helped design if i'm not mistaken here guys tom petty and the heartbreakers guitar logo on the debut record mm-hmm. okay yeah, uh, yeah, i think yeah. that was the her husband jay okay and I, and I believe we're pronouncing it right it's it's Vigon, Nehas, Vigon. Okay, I believe that was the firm. Okay. Okay, yeah. Cool. And then uh, also, uh, gosh, another just, just huge record, per- Prince's Purple Rain as well. Um, that design firm uh, um, constructed that. So really yeah. throughout throughout the 70s and 80s, just some of the um, some of the biggest albums. She, of, she said that at decades. one point in the interview, she, she mentions that uh, yeah. they had, I forget what year it was, but they had designed the album covers of the top three albums of that particular year. I forget which it was a year in the eighties or like three number one albums yeah. or something uh-huh. like yeah. that. It was, it was the autograph record 1984 and then purple rain. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, we'll go ahead and get into the interview here. Marco starts off with talking a little bit about her first album cover project. So the first album I did, I was still in college at Art Center College of Design, and um, I was introduced to one of the teachers, and, and the teachers at the, the school were mostly professionals, and they would give up, say, a day or night to, to teach some classes, and uh, one of them looked at my portfolio at that time, and I had established uh, pretty much of a style. You really have to have a style, a, a, a 
at least one style. You have to have a style to your artwork or your photography. Otherwise, nobody would ever know how to hire you and so what. So uh, I had a... Uh, I had a style then. He looked at my portfolio. His name was Rowan Young. And he said, oh, I'd like you to go look at, and I can't remember his name. I should look that up, too. Uh, so-and-so at Warner Brothers Records. Uh, and I said, okay, great. So I went over there and had an interview. And he said, uh, you know, I think I might have something for you. And uh, can you please go see... Uh, this manager, manager of Seals and Crofts. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I went over and, and had a meeting with Seals and Crofts manager, who um, I wasn't ready for. It was in this very, very large room, uh, and she sat in the middle of this large room at a huge desk. Uh, uh, you know, completely carved, and, uh, and, you know, she just sat there smoking, like, the biggest cigar I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's kind of like an intimidation <laughs> thing, almost. Wow. And it's like, yeah, here I am. Like, I don't even think I'm 20. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, she started talking to me. Honestly, I did not hear a thing, what she said. But I just said, sure, I can do it. I was, I, I was really intimidated. You're absolutely right. And uh, and so I I put together this illustration. They accepted it, and then all of a sudden I realized years and years later it was called Unborn Child. Yeah, yeah. And yes, and so years later I realized it was an anti-abortion album. And there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely at all. But it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I should have listened to what she was saying. Well. You know, I I don't think a lot of people who were in the mainstream listening to Seals and Croft realized how devout they were in their religion. And if I'm right, I think it was, was it like Baha'i? Is that how you pronounce Baha'i. it? Baha'i, yes, yeah. Baha'i. They were very, they're very, they were very religious. Yeah. And I, I looked that up, actually, years later as well. It's a beautiful religion. It actually is. And there's a wide, there's millions of followers. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was this little tiny one because you know it's LA. Yeah. it was. I was right. in Los Angeles, and it's like everybody had their own religion there. Right, there's a lot of little cults, and, right? <laughs> yes, there are. And so uh, I just thought it was a little cult that they belonged to, and then I found out. Oh no, it's a huge cult, and they have millions and millions of followers, or millions of followers and millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, uh, regardless of what you think of the topic, it was brave of them at the height of their popularity to come out with that, you know. Oh my god. Who well, I'd never really heard about it. Yeah. Um, I knew about abortions and that I really had no idea that they were making a statement. I, honestly, so and there they well, did, yeah, and it really became much more popular years later. Well, so yeah, I mean that that lets us into kind of my question is your first cover art presentation, then you were mainly dealing with managers or artists or did it always vary? It varied all the time. It varied. And that was the first time. And I can't remember the date on that. I wish I did. I could go and look at the album cover, which I, I do have. I could, uh, if you want me to. (laughs) uh, 1974 was unborn child. 
Okay, perfect. So you have it for me. 1974. And that's where I saw it. I don't recall seeing it on a billboard, but I saw it uh, in a lot of um, periodicals, sort of news things like that. So it was kind of it was kind of mixed um, emotions because or or was it mixed emotions when you saw it? But then there was was there like controversy surrounding the, the, the context of it being shown? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have no idea. And you'll hear me say that all along because I think I was just in the dark. I lived my I lived those years in the dark in my studio just illustrating and that was it. But regardless, I, I imagine it was a thrill to see it. In print. Oh yeah. It's always a thrill. Absolutely it was always a thrill to see everything. And um Yes, so that was my first, but it was with mainly the art director. And usually you don't go from the art director to the manager. But I imagine because it was a sensitive subject, he wanted me to go over and meet the manager and made sure that I was, you know, going along with whatever the theme was and okay with it. Did you have a preference of meeting, say, with art directors or like talking directly to the artists? Oh, art directors, absolutely, by far. Nice. I can I can go on with that. <laughs> you're well, yeah, you're welcome to. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome to. I, I would assume some artists would be hard to work with, for sure. Well, for me, it was, it, it was always intimidating for me, even though uh, I would say the majority of the ones I met were very nice. But... Um, I preferred working with the art director. I could ask questions. I could really get a feel for what they wanted. And uh, I could give it some of my own input a bit. But with, um, yeah, no, as a matter of fact, after I met my husband, actually I met him in school. I knew him before then. After we went into business, I should say, um, he did most of the meeting. I met the art directors, but when there was a, um, a possibility to talk to the actual musicians, um, he did that. Had a hard time. <laughs> did you know they wanted what their brother made, their cousin made? Oh, my my mother has this idea. You know, it's one of those things, and it's like, you know, I can't go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could. It could get out of hand very easily. I could see how that would be. So you no, know, it 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 does. It really does. Then, what is your preferred method for designing, um, and or like your favorite medium to design with? Well, I'm an art uh, airbrush illustrator, yeah. so um, I would sketch everything out, uh, usually with in pencil, and then I think I would just. Do you know what? I, I can't even recall showing sketches to many art directors. They just gave me the job, and I'd come back with maybe a, one sketch and then a final, and sometimes no sketches at all. Um, my husband, once again, Jay, he did uh, a lot of the art directing and designing on some of the things, but mainly the, the ones that came right to me, I went through the art director who would tell me what they wanted, and then I'd go do it. But once again, some of the musicians really wanted to meet me. I'm sure they were thinking, a girl? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, yeah, I can imagine at that time, especially, it would have kind of been hard to be to be a girl in a boys' club, kind of. I was the only girl that I know of in the boys' club, especially around L.A. Yeah. It seems like you and your husband's agency could seamlessly go from, you know, you guys did not just album covers, but you would do advertising, commercials. Um, yeah. Do you, like, how did you alter your approach to, like, make that uh, uh, easy transition, if it was? Uh, let's see. Well, my husband is an amazing director and designer, and I felt, because of my education, that I was, too. We could do, I, we both felt we could do absolutely anything. Uh, we started off um, doing logos. Uh, for the record companies. I, I, I put Seals and Crofts sort of in a different category because it's before we went into business. Okay. So, and when we did go into business, which was probably mm -hmm. about a year or two later, uh, it was my husband and I and my husband's brother. So it's called Vigon Nehas Vigon. Okay. And we started off, I can't remember, doing textile design for a oh, short wow. while. And then went to... Um, uh, some record agencies once again um, uh, with the recommendations from our professors and uh, started doing logo design for all of the, uh, for so many albums. Okay. Wow. Just countless. So you had mentioned uh, airbrushing uh, earlier and um, and you're, you're well known for your ability to airbrush Chrome, particularly with those awesome autograph uh covers um oh, yeah. what makes airbrushing chrome such a daunting task that not many people can do it uh because you have to have reflections you have to know what kind of reflections you're going to use it's not like drawing uh a face that you just see there or a horse it's really okay what's this reflecting on top what's reflecting on the bottom and then how do you make it really shine and, and, and sort of glow it's um taking that same um uh, thought process about making that clorox bottle or that uh, lysol bottle look better and really make chrome pop out for a non-existing thing so, for example, with a Lysol bottle, you have the Lysol bottle there. You know what it's going to look like. You put some lights on it. You make it shine. But with a, a chrome figure or a hand or whatever, you have no subject that you could photograph. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, yeah it's, it's, they're great, great covers. Um, thank you. Do you, you know, not necessarily with autograph per se, but do you have to connect with music in order to design a good cover or does it help? I mean, connect with the band's music? Like, yeah, like, do you ever listen to the music before designing or is it just, here's a concept, could you please design? I knew you would ask me this because huh. it really makes me look. No, no, we don't no. judge. No, yeah, I mean, and and sometimes you know, that's I totally get that. I, I worked at a sign shop, and I wasn't connected with every sign I made. <laughs> okay, so there you go. So no, I had not listened to, um, I had probably not listened to any album music that I did. 
Wow. <laughs> That's fascinating. Absolutely. I can honestly say that. I, I go back and because it hadn't really been done but by the time I was doing my um, okay. the album cover because you, it's you so were many doing months limited before. advance. Okay, okay. That explains Yeah, it. you do the album cover before the music is finished. Okay. Uh, well, that explains furthermore, it. Yeah. Furthermore, I really wasn't into that much rock and roll. Everything I learned from that, my husband taught me just by playing the music, which sounded so good. But, you know, I was into Neil Diamond and a lot of more mellow things. And uh, so, no, I wasn't familiar with Toto or Seals and, Cro- Seals and Crofts or... Um, Van Halen, or you name it, Stevie Wonder, a little bit of Stevie Wonder, maybe. I, I take great delight in the idea that you're rocking out to Neil Diamond while designing 1984. <laughs> or Quiet Riot. Right. <laughs> or Quiet Riot. I think, no, I think that's fantastic. Actually, better than that is I'm such a big Bob Dylan fan and Joan Baez. Awesome. So I was walking, okay. probably rocking out to Bob Dylan and Joan Baez and Neil Diamond. I, I love, love those guys. Arlo Guthrie. I really like more, uh, I, what would you call it? Con- not country, but pop. Folk. The me, folk. Popular? The folk. Yeah, like the folk type popular to folk. Yeah, folk. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly who I, what music I listen to. Okay. What was the uh, first but album I was art? So, I was, yes, go ahead. I was thrilled. I was just going to say, but I was thrilled to do all those albums, even though I didn't know the music. Yeah. Sure. Wow. And I can almost appreciate okay. that approach more, uh, more yeah. in a way where you didn't want to have preconceived notions. You wanted to stick to what you were asked to do and, and, uh, uh, run with it and trust, and, and trust did. your own abilities to do that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll go with that. I'll go, I'll stick with that then. You should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, first album art that you fell in love with? Do you remember? Oh, you know what? I've got a few really favorite albums. I've got, um, um, Michael Jackson, the one with the mask. I'm not going to remember the name of it. Uh, Dangerous. Was it dangerous with I all think, the all the imagery yeah. on the front? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, one of my all time favorites. And uh, then let's see, um, who else did I love? I'm trying to think. That was my my very favorite. And then I guess yeah, I liked a couple of the Rolling Stones that. Um, I'm not going to remember names because I never do. But that guy out of New York that did the Campbell oh, Soup, uh, Andy Warhol. God, yeah. yes. That Andy Warhol did. He did Sticky yeah. Fingers? He, yes, he did Sticky Fingers. I love that. And I think he might have done one more. So uh, I'm trying to think of any else, anything else. I can't think of one other album cover. My favorite, clearly my favorite, is Van Halen. Um because it's a little angel and you know nobody did those kind of things for album covers yeah yeah it's a great great so, album thank you so that's my favorite of all time but then really second is michael J- i'd have to say mine is my favorite wouldn't i right <laughs> michael jackson's is really a close second and then oh, uh no. pardon me excuse me no then, that, it, it's me- a great cover Thank you. And then maybe 
trying to think of some that my husband did. Were they my favorites? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say it if he's going to listen to this. <laughs> right? Everyone he ever did is your favorite. There you have it. <laughs> we said what did a, I think about? Yeah, a, a second ago we mentioned Quiet Riot, you know? What kind uh -huh. of direction did you receive for those two covers that you designed? I didn't do those two covers. Oh, okay. Because I, I thought... I, my, my illustrations were not right. Okay. And that was a thing that I totally understood. If my illustration was right for a project, I would okay. do it. If it wasn't right, you know, clearly my husband and I said, you know, you get the right person to do it. And I can't okay. remember the guy's name who did it, but okay. uh, my husband had the concept because he was the okay. art director on those nice. two for Pasha, for okay. Pasha Records, P-A-S-H-A. Yeah, yeah. -A. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he told the guy what to do, and my husband did the logos for the albums. He put them all together, and he came up with the concept. So that's what an art director does, and that's exactly what they do when I do an did an illustration. Is you know they'd come up with a concept, uh, they tell you what they wanted, you do the illustration, but then they put it together and they either um, got my husband to do the logo or they did it themselves, and um, that that was it. Okay. Or yeah. Usually, so after we did the textiles and got into doing the the names, the logos yeah. for the albums, the the music companies had a little bit more faith in us. You know, Capitol and Warner Brothers and Sony and everything. They'd uh, they'd give us the whole album to do then, uh, which was great. And then, along with that, uh, my husband went into business with somebody else. Uh, after a while, um, I think I had a baby. I'm not quite sure if it was before that. I think it was before that because I said I just didn't want to be in uh, an, an, an advertising or a, a company anymore. I just wanted to do my work at home in my studio. Mm -hmm. And uh, so um, then is when, when my husband opened up another um agency he opened it up with rick serini who was one of the art directors at warner brothers and so that's uh, primarily where they got a lot of the album covers that they did totally as well and those included beginning uh, to end. uh fleetwood uh fleetwood max tusk were you involved uh, no. with with that album cover design I, the Fleetwood Mac was through uh, our agency, but it was, was Jay Vigon, okay. Neha Vigon. Okay. And that album, which my husband would be better. See, this is why you're, you need to talk <laughs> to him as well. Uh, that album cover lasted over, I think, a 15 or 18 month period. Oh, wow. Because um, we had worked previously with on both of the albums. I think Larry... Uh, Jay's brother did the lettering mm -hmm. on rumors, and then there was one other before yeah. that. And uh, by that time, uh, we had become pretty good friends with the group. And so they asked uh, Jay and Larry, and that's when, for example, you, if you did an album cover before and the group liked you, they may easily just go to you uh, the next time. And that's basically what happened. 
And so uh, they worked on it. They came up with the concepts. And uh, it was pretty elaborate, extremely elaborate. And that I'll let you talk to him, though. And uh, yeah. they used Peter Beard. Peter Beard, this fantastic photographer from New York. Uh, you could look him up. He's pretty well known now. He uh, lives in Africa. And uh, let's see. And um, I got a favorite, a famous photographer uh, to do the photography on the on the group. And then, uh, you know, all these special effects. It was great. Yeah, it's. We mentioned it just a minute ago. What was your original inspiration behind the now iconic uh, 1984 Van Halen cover? I didn't have an original inspiration. Um, they called, actually, they called me, uh, Warner Brothers did, and asked me if I would do four dancing chrome women on the front cover for Van Halen. And, of course, it's because I had done chrome for them before and probably chrome for everybody else. Um, and so I said, no, I couldn't do it, but I thanked him. I said, it's just, you know, I thought about it for a millisecond, and I thought, four dancing chrome women? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, yeah, just like the reflections and everything involved in that would be would be a nightmare. I couldn't comprehend. I could not comprehend. I couldn't even get it in my head how to do four dancing chrome women. And I just said, no, thanks. Um, so, but um, I think it was Rick Serini. He was not going to give up. And so he called up my husband and asked him if he would take my portfolio over to the group the next day. And I remember being a little bit annoyed. <laughs> it's like, what, they don't want to listen to me? It's like that woman part comes in. <laughs> that's the boys' anyway, club, right? Yeah. That's right. And so, uh, and so Jay said, of course, he would take it over there. And, uh, you know, they just thumbed through my portfolio and they stopped on the only piece that was actually usable in my portfolio uh, because I had done that basically for me for a divider page for a company in town, but it was just used as a divider page. You know, they couldn't keep the art or anything. So I retained everything, all the rights to that. And so it was mine, but everything else in my portfolio had been sold to some company or okay. you're through the, through an agency and owned by somebody else, which of course they couldn't buy. So luckily they stepped, they stopped on that picture and pretty exciting. Yeah. The rest yes. is history. <laughs> yes, it is. And, and you kept the, the rights to that, that photo even uh, after it was used for the album cover. Is that right? Yes. I had done so many illustrations by that time. And, you know, people in those days, they kept, would keep the illustration. They'd say, well, we bought it. It was work for hire. It's ours. And even though I wanted it, I loved those, those Lysol things I did, but they wouldn't give them back. 
So literally they kept the illustrations. So I knew by that time I wasn't going to sell another, uh, another illustration and just give it away. And so I kept it. I said, yes, you could use it, but I'll keep, I'll keep all the rights to it. And, you know, they really respected that up until this day. And I've really respected the artwork as for Van Halen as well. I haven't, you know, let anybody use it, even though I'm asked countless times. And I really encourage you, because my husband has worked on so many. Yeah. So, so, I mean, he did the first two David Lee Roth albums after he split up. Yeah. And You said uh, he was the art director for Pasha Records, right? He was, yeah. Kapasha, as a matter of fact, I did the logo. I illustrated, he did the design, but I illustrated the logo for Pasha in Chrome, by the way. Yeah, I I remember it. Yeah, for sure. Now that you say it, it was like, for sure, it had to be her. It's Chrome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then for uh, when when we did the um, the Tom Petty, my, uh, we did the logo. I also did not illustrate that logo, although everybody thinks I did. The Heartbreakers. Okay. See, I thought you airbrushed. A, okay. That was before I was even an airbrush illustrator. Okay. So, I mean, that was a long time ago. Uh, and, uh, but uh, Jay designed that, and then I also did the label for Shelter Records, who Tom Petty was with at that yeah, time, right. because it he had just come from Atlanta or someplace where his Jacksonville. What was the name of his group? Jacksonville. Do you remember the name of his group? The Heartbreakers. Uh, mud, oh, Mud, mud Crutch. Mudcrutch, yes, yes. Mudcrutch. Yes. yes, so they were just here. And that's kind of a funny story really quick, too, is that um, we were doing a photo session, and our friend was a photographer, and somebody in the band would not put down, they had this, uh, he calls it a replica of a penis. I call it an actual dildo with a crank. (laughs) (laughs) A a 1920s hand crank dildo, okay. (laughs) Anyway, he kept playing with it and playing with it and couldn't get a picture in, I guess, without it and finally took it, I think, to the record company where they said, no, we can't use any of these. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) But talk about, I mean, me being a young girl, it's like, what? You carry this around on public? Boys. (laughs) With with vinyl album sales being very strong again today, um, a lot of people still listen to music, though, commonly on their phones or computers. Uh-huh. If you if you were just getting started today, would you design any differently because of these these listening habits and the and the limited space of what the art can be now? You know, uh, what I would do is exactly what I did then. Is I really like up close illustrations. Um, you know, I put, wouldn't put a landscape on one. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put a whole, you know, say living room on one. I would just get something very big, very close up and focus in on it, just like the baby. Okay, yeah. I, that's that's where I, I came from. Um, almost everything I did was up close uh, because I wanted it to look really real up close. That makes sense. So, yeah. 
I wouldn't do, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't do anything differently. But if somebody else wants to, they, they can do whatever they want. Maybe they have different thoughts about that as well. But I think that when you have such a small area to work in, it really has to be very simple. You, you were already prepared for the 21st century and uh, <laughs> uh, album consumption. You were, uh, uh, you were thinking ahead almost. Yeah. You know, I just, perhaps I was, you know, every, everything gets too detailed, you know, yeah. Mona Lisa <laughs> or Jesus that just sold for $350 million. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you, uh, do you ever keep unapproved designs that uh, you might have personally liked better than what was ultimately approved? And if this is going to no, legally get you in some kind of buying, no, you don't have no, to answer. No, no, no. No, if it wasn't approved, then they don't keep it. Okay. They don't buy it out. Uh, it, you do a, 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 you do something, a sketch, but you don't necessarily paint it. I wouldn't have airbrushed a, a full illustration. And no, you don't keep it. Uh, and what I have... I mean, they don't keep it. So either you keep it or you, whatever you do, want to do with it. So I do have one or two, but mostly I didn't like to work that way. As a matter of fact, um, the only time they ever work like that is with me is through um, movie posters. They'd have, um, I don't know, maybe 10 people do a movie poster they had so much money and they paid everybody for them and then they put them in front of somebody whoever the executive producer whatever of the movie and um they say which one do you like best and i hated that absolutely hated that uh so i didn't do a lot but the few i did um, yeah, what are your most famous is the Fright Night Part Two. Am I correct? I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, and it's that, a great one. That's a, a real famous one, also because uh, the company I did it for uh, it was a, a movie poster company. There was quite a few. There is quite a few, probably still in LA, but they wanted it very, very simple. They just wanted the eyes and the, the lips and the teeth. And um, they didn't think it would get chosen. They thought it's way too simple, it won't get chosen, and it was. And they were thrilled. And it's still iconic in the industry for that because you know, there's not a scene in the background, there's not 10 different people up in front, and it's an illustration. Yeah. So, yeah, I really love that one. As a matter of fact, if there's one I keep around me, <laughs> it's that one. Cool. It sort of follows me in all my studios. I really like that, that one. Um, my next question is kind of a fun one. Um, uh, say a Lost Beatles album is unearthed, and Paul McCartney asks you to design the cover. Without uh -huh. hearing the music or anything, what potential cover art pops into your head? Oh. 
<laughs> yes, to put you on the spot, right? Yeah. McCartney needs this uh, by, by 4 o'clock. <laughs> you know what? That sounds like some of the art directors. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, we don't need the whole package. We just need a concept by 4 o'clock. God, I don't know. I, oh, what would I do? I have no idea. I'd probably do something. Oh, I, I'm just throwing this out. I'd probably do something I want to do now. I want to do Mary. I want to do a Jesus or a Mary. Okay. <laughs> you know, with the baby, baby Jesus and Mary. That'd be heavy. I, that yeah. would just, um, you know, I, two of them are gone. And uh, where do you go from there? Right. You just sort of half of it is spiritual and half of it is, I mean, if you're into that, half of it, it there, I would assume, I would hope that there's spirits up there somewhere, uh, but certainly half of them are spirits. The other one, the other two are um, still living, but, you know, how how do you represent them? Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, we didn't think about that heaviness side of it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> was, fun, was that still a fun question for you? Oh, yes. oh, yeah. It turns serious. <laughs> Existential like, even. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> so that's what I would do. And then I'd do something kind of out of context, whatever that would be. Okay. Um, I'd have her have a guitar in the background. I'm not quite sure. Uh, probably something like that. Okay. Have cool. a guitar leaning up against the wall or the cabin uh, where where he was born or wherever they lived, yeah, yeah. and make that up. So. Okay. What are the uh, favorite album covers that you uh, didn't create that you wished you had? Well, I would really, I really would have liked to do one for um, uh, Prince. I really would have. Because I, I love love his music, still do, and yeah, talk about somebody. God, I listened to Prince. I should have done his music, his was album it, cover. I would have known what I was doing. Now, did your husband's firm do one for him at one time? My husband, no, that was before his firm. Okay. Uh, and my husband did all the lettering. He designed the lo- the alphabet. And okay. put the lettering together for, as a matter of fact, he's got a book out uh, that you could get only off of his site. But okay. it shows where the lettering, this is, uh, it shows where the lettering started. Okay. Uh, you could see some rough sketches to where it ended. And uh, it's really fascinating to see uh, his work because he does so many did, does tons of sketches and he still sketches all the time but he'd sketch and then he's the kind of person that would turn like five or six or ten or twenty sketches into the design firm and uh, they'd say oh we like this one go ahead to a finish and then it would go into color Uh, and so uh, I don't know whether he did that but I know that um, he designed the the whole alphabet for the album and for the movie. Uh, very cool. Wow. Yeah, and one of the things I learned in, in doing um, in an interview with someone is that in 1984, it 
uh, we worked on like three of the number one albums, which is Van Halen, uh, Autograph, and or their number, their biggest yeah, hit, yeah. and Prince and Prince Purple Rain. Right. I I actually was impressed by that. And I just learned it a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> Very, yeah. Well done. Jeez. So I yeah, know. You, you Thank you. You couldn't go far at the Tower Records without running into a, a Nehas Vegan, could you? No, uh, that's right. That's right. We actually did um, about 80, 80 albums, if not my husband thinks more because sometimes he did a series of 14 uh, all together, I think, in some jazz series. Um, but, yeah, we did a lot. And uh, I, only get, I only get impressed now. I wasn't impressed then. And it's like, it's now it's too late <laughs> to be obnoxious about it. <laughs> Anyway, I can't think of it. who else would I want to do uh, an album. Or if there, for? If, or if there's like, say, there was ever an album you would like to redesign, one of your own or someone else's, where you're like, man, I, you know, I thought of something later, or I think I could have done that better. Or is there ever one of those cases? Uh, probably a lot. Probably <laughs> a, a whole lot, but. <laughs> You know what? I try to not go there. Right. It's like yeah. A waste, waste of my my thinking process. Yeah. But I would say there's a whole, so many albums that I would like to have redone. Uh. Yeah. So, um, but I can't think of them off off of my off the top of my head. Well, it's it's both the, the musicians uh, and the graphic artists probably think similarly after they release the album. They they think, oh, I should have done this different or this different. And, and uh, uh, but uh, you know that's that's just the artist mindset. So we're we're all guilty of that. Yeah, there well, was I... an album. Go ahead. No, yeah, you could go ahead. Well, there was an album that my husband was asked to do on Simon and Garfunkel. It was um, a concert in in the park in Central Park. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Do you? Well, anyway, he presented this gorgeous it was just magnificent black and white uh photograph it was panoramic so it was going to be a double album on the outside and uh it it showed all of central park and then the skyline the new york skyline behind it and it was so sensational and he turned it in and the first thing that was said is no they decided on portraits I was so upset. I had never been more upset. It's like, these guys weren't new. Everybody knew what they look like. Come on, give a piece of beautiful art instead. But I think every one of their albums was horrible. That that could go down in in album history. (laughs) I agree, yeah. Yeah, they they, they could have... uh, they, they could have looked past their own uh, vanity for for those those portraits, in, in, but let Central Park shine. I, uh, it wasn't exactly uh, they, they weren't exactly like David Lee Roth, you know, all, all um, uh, primped right. on they the cover. Venture out of their, they didn't venture out of their comfort zone. No, <laughs> and that's that's the unfortunate thing is um, 
you know, not a lot of people are brave enough to do that. Most people want a picture and they will go down. Look at Emmylou Harris. Is she on the front of every single one of her albums? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just go through the list. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, it's nice when they can let the art kind of take the lead, especially when they were doing the work in the vinyl format, you know? Um, Yes, yes. When when you had twelve inches to 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 to, to create, you know, not to mention the well, inside and the back. Yeah, and... yeah. Oh my God, I you know I can't tell you how many people tell me how much they miss that. Even me. I mean, I was one of those who would sit down. Jay would sit down and put it on, and we'd look at. Oh God, the lyrics. Oh my God. Now I have to look them up most of the time. Right. Uh, to say what in the world are they saying and. <laughs> So, yeah, and you'd read the whole thing and the lyrics, go through the lyrics. It was wonderful. It was an experience. And you had a hand in designing the whole package for, is it Stevie Wonder's Secret Life of Plants? Is that correct? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That that was a really unique package. Could you talk to us a little bit about it? On that, um, John Sabalka was the art director at Motown Records. I did a lot of work for Motown Records. Um, and John Sabalka and he uh, um, Stevie Wonder was coming out with I think I don't know if there's two records in there but it It went along with the movie movie as well and the concept was they came to us only with the concept and that was they wanted to show life forms from beginning to end or not from but from beginning to like present um and so uh, we got to know his manager, Keith Harris, quite well. And you know what? He said to us, it was really wonderful. He said, you know, I'm the manager. I can manage. You're the designers. I want you to design the album. And that's, I'm just leaving it up to you. And it's like, well, that's brilliant. Why doesn't everybody say that? Anyway, so... Um, so Jay did, let's see, the the design on the front along, um, I think he did the uh, orchid as well. And then I put everything together and uh, I cut it all out of um, um, like a board. I cut everything out. I stuck the board down on top of another board and then I rubbed paper on the top so it became a relief okay uh, if you could understand that yeah. like if you put like a penny under a yeah, piece of paper yeah. and then just That's burnish really cool. it down and so I made a, an ex- a sample of that and we went and met Keith and Stevie which was awesome to meet Stevie Wonder uh, and took a ride in his Rolls Royce and Keith just wrote us around while Stevie was feeling the album and the flowers and, and uh, the type and everything up on top. It was all relieved. Because it had Braille, and, right? And then after that, I didn't put the Braille in, okay. but after that, uh, Keith, it was Keith's idea to put the Braille in at the bottom and explain exactly what the picture was in the al- on the front of the album. 
of an orchid. He said, above you is a picture of an, of an orchid, and he, he can remember it verbatim. But then when you opened it up, um, they had this, uh, like, flower, flower scent to it. It was so beautiful in the yeah. beginning. Oh, my God. The whole design, the whole package it. is just amazing, yeah. And to, and to me, that the whole design and package and the scent, and that it's just so far ahead of its time to me. It really was. It was so nice. And you know what else was ahead of Van Halen was ahead of its time also, uh, because it was interesting that nowadays if you put you couldn't possibly put a baby smoking a candy cigarette yeah. or any kind of anything <laughs> or a piece right. of paper i don't know right. yeah right <laughs> no you're right on yeah. the album of anything uh and at that time over in europe and in japan those are the two i know about maybe korea also um they covered up the airbrushed out I think it was in Korea something, maybe. Uh, I don't know if it was Japan. But they actually airbrushed out the baby smoking or holding the cigarette. Uh, and then in in England, they um, put a rubber, like a rubber sticker on the front of his hand. Okay. Uh, so no one would see it. But they could see it, I guess, once they took off the shrink wrap. Yeah. But it was it's so funny because now in Europe you could do anything. I mean, that would right, be absolutely yeah. fine. Hey, bring on the baby smoking the cigarette. And they also had museums yeah. of countless, countless nude people. I mean, everything you want in the picture, all the museums over in Europe. But, but they wouldn't have that. Now they would have that, but in America we wouldn't, I'm sure. The PC police would be there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Levi, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we want to mention that you can get high-quality prints and different sizes available at VanHalen1984CoverArt.com, if I'm correct. Right, Margo? Absolutely. They're museum quality. They aren't just... Um... Yeah, they're on really nice paper, and they really, they're actually much more beautiful than you can imagine. And um, they're lovely. They're just lovely. And I know so many people um, have really appreciated that I have those for for sale. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to divulge a little secret. I'm almost 40, yeah. and there was a time when any time I would come across a copy of Van Halen 1984, I would buy it. Really? Just because, like, I was drawn to the art, like, as a teenager, as a kid. Like, I've bought and collected records since I was in my early teens. And, um, yeah, like, I was just, there were years where I was just drawn to that record. And I would buy it every chance I saw it. Like, I, at one time I had six or seven copies. Just because I... Oh, wow. The, the artwork is so iconic. Did you keep any unopened? No, that would have been wise of me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would have been. <laughs> yes, when we were doing, we just moved into this place and we have a whole wall of our album covers. And, you know, I tried to buy a Tom Petty. Do you know how hard that is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, try, oh, my God, they, you know, after he passed away and, and Prince Purple Rain, they go for like $300. Right, it's an open copy. Yes. Well, thank God no one's passed away with Ben Halen, but yes, 
anyway, uh, it, it's fun to do that. It's fun to sell them. And it's a, was it, is it Van Halen 1984coverart.com? Yes, that's right. I have to remember that. And then also, and, do you have a website that you sell jewelry as well? You know, I... I do have a website, but I don't have anything on it right now um, because I can't make things fast enough. Once again, everything I make sort of sells, so I can't do a production line yet. And um, hopefully I will. Hopefully by the beginning of the year I'll have something. I'll I'll try to put something on there and uh, just let everybody know it's one of a kind. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is fun, which is what I do now. But however, I'm opening up a studio, a painting studio again. So I hope to get back to that as well. Nice. Oh, congratulations. Well, yeah, those, the, the high quality prints that you can get at your website um, would make great gifts for a lot of dads of the 80s generation. <laughs> so, oh, um, you're telling me. Yeah, they would make uh, great, what, people, great Christmas presents. Yes. Thank you so much. They would make, they do make great gifts, and a lot of people get them framed and and, and then show me. They they email me back, and it's like it's very personal to them. So I'm so glad. And I hear, you know what? I know so many people, and I didn't learn it until about 20 years later. How many people embraced that album? not only for the creativity of the band at that time and how great they were, but also for the album cover, the image on that. So I feel pretty happy that I was able to do that, even though it was totally blind face (laughs) for everybody. I'm sure nobody realized it. We'd like to thank Margot Nahas for stopping by and talking about some of her iconic work. Also want to remind everybody you can check out her jewelry uh, at Margot, uh, it's, uh, at www.margonehas, that's znehas, excuse me, dot com. So margoznehas.com. We'll put a link up on our webpage to that as well. And then also if you want to learn a little bit more about uh, her album cover work, you can go to Van Halen 1984coverart.com. Yeah, you can get really nice, like, museum-quality prints of the, the 1984 artwork. Very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, go on that website, support Margot's work, as well as uh, the jewelry line she's been working on as well. I want to remind everybody you can find us on the Internet at rockchew.com. We've got every episode that we've ever recorded right up there for you to enjoy you can stream it uh or you can listen to us on itunes or youtube please leave some comments leave us a rating uh or a review it would help us out certainly also we're available on just about all of your favorite podcasting apps as well so you can listen to us many different ways tell us how you chew um also you can follow us on the twitter and the Instagram at Rock in Chew. That's in as in Nehas. Um, so uh, follow us there, please, on, on Twitter and Instagram. You can like us on Facebook, too. So uh, until next time, uh, we'll see you soon and have a great night.